1: Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower.
0: Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.
1: Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah, 2022, we here. Hey, 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 let's go.
0: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
2: Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special injury update episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and we have a very special guest for you. This episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourself a favor. Check out the DeLago Resort Casino. Check out the Sportsbook there. Have something to eat. Have a drink. Make a bet. It is an absolutely great time. You will not regret it. We are talking with Kyle Trimble of Banged Up. Bills. He is a doctor in physical therapy. He is a contributor over at uh, Cover One. He has written for Buffalo Rumblings. You've heard him here on this podcast network, on our podcast. You've heard him on Locked On Bills. You've heard him on Buffalo Late Night, um, Gridiron Heroics, everywhere. He's an injury spotter for Pro Football Doc. Um, You've 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 heard him everywhere. He he <laughs> always is is updating us with everything going on, specifically with the Buffalo Bills. And uh, and this is uh, just such an important week for all of those injuries. Uh, you know, including we're going to get into it in a second. But I'd like to welcome Kyle back to uh, Circling the Wagons. Kyle, it is so good to talk to you again, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, Nate. Thanks for having me on again. I, I yeah. I'm hitting the podcast circuit, and there's just another stop that I was looking forward to tonight.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to make your rounds, man. This is, this is, I'm so glad you, you, you took the time out to, to talk about this. This is a special one. So, um, let's get into it. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's a huge, um, injury that's on every Bills fan's mind going into this game versus the Vikings. And, uh, of course, we're talking, uh, David Questleberry, right? No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. We got to talk about the guy, QB1, Josh Allen. Um, You know, I know that the the injury reports came out today. Um, Josh Allen wasn't seen on the practice field during the media portion of it. Um, You've written about this uh, at bangedupbills.com, which I'd absolutely recommend, and you've been updating folks um, as this has gone on. But um, actually, could you take us through, like, the injury in general? Because um, a lot of people probably saw it. A lot of people have an idea. But, I mean, your your biological, physiological understanding of it is so much greater than than what we just know as just – General fans, um, what happened exactly in that Jets Bills game um, that causes injury, and what did you see when you first uh, noticed it?
0: So, what happened was Josh Allen's in the pocket. They were trying to drive down the field to at least tie the game, potentially win it. And Josh Allen was um, third—the third to last play of the game. He was in the pocket. Bryce Huff had come in and was trying to apply pressure on Josh Allen got pretty much his whole body on Allen as he's cocked back. So think of the shoulder in that 90-90 position that we see, the abduction of 90 degrees, the elbow 90 degrees, and he's cocking back. So then he's getting ready to throw back, and his arm is back in external rotation. Uh, Bryce Huff comes and hits the shoulder and elbow area, more or less the forearm, and brings everything back and kind of overstresses it there. So Allen's trying to move his arm forward as Bryce Huff's momentum and body weight is bringing his arm backwards that's where i believe the uh medial elbow sprain in the ucl occurred there um alan was able to finish the game though he was gripping at his wrist initially and then he was gripping at his elbow and he kind of cupped around the elbow uh, showing that he was at the medial elbow which is the inside portion he tried throwing a digs skipped a pass and then threw that absolute bomb to gave Di- gave davis which unfortunately he missed but the fact that he threw a, a ball 70 yards in the air with a sprained elbow, it, it's impressive. Um, but after the game, he said he's in slight pain. They've been really downplaying it, and they've been taking it day by day, as Sean McDermott says, because McDermott's not going to give us anything. But then we've seen the past two days... Uh, Alan has not been able to practice. He's had a compression sleeve or not compression sleeve. There might be one on there, but he also has bracing on the area as well. And he's been walking through the field house and he has not even been out at practice in terms of trying to do anything. So um that's kind of where we're at with things and the team's being real coy, but that's their, that's their MO. They're going to be coy about this. So it, it's just, it, it, I expect them to do it this way. But it's interesting to see how social media responds to everything that they're doing.
2: Is 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 the social media response like the the sky is falling? Is that what you mean when you say that? Hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. I thought it was bad when Micah Hyde uh with, got injured, and I saw the stuff with that. And the Trey White injury was another big one too. But it seems like it just escalates every time. Of course, Josh Allen's probably you can't get any bigger than him right i mean i don't think there's anybody more high profile in teams so when that happens like oh my god um and people generally light up whenever he does get hurt he had the shoulder injury back in 2020 he got his ankle foot uh, knee it was a weird thing with joey bosa or whatever, whichever bosa is with the chargers um he's had injuries before but this one it seems like it just any type of social media interaction just everybody's all over it it's it's absolutely insane there so um it's it's justified but it's just crazy how uh, how many people are behind the bills in general
2: yeah yeah well you know going back to what you said about that throw to gabe davis after he sprained his arm i i saw um an article that said that that throw to gabe davis was the furthest throw that anyone had made in six seasons in the NFL, which is crazy, right? Crazy after you have a sprain like that. When you when you hear that, is that does that? I mean, how does that register as as someone who's like treated people with with this uh, injury?
0: Um, I think of the adrenaline's going. You think of that mom that's lifting the car off the, their child, you know, just superhuman strengths of you know, just superhuman feats. I I can't explain it, but I know the adrenaline was probably going, and I'm sure he. Paid for it later, but I mean, chance to win the game. That just adds to the legend of Josh Allen if he completes that pass. And it's like,
2: oh yeah, the legend of Josh yeah. Allen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, so from the outside in, from someone who has no medical background whatsoever, um, when I see that, I'm like, well. <laughs> Like he can play this week, right? Like, because he, he did, he had that throw like two seconds after, I'm sure with a week of rehabbing, some cooling, some compression, like everything you said, like he'd be able to play like, in my mind, that makes logical sense. Is that, is that what you think at all? Or is that like the complete opposite way of how I or other fans should be viewing that?
0: Outside of major structural instability, such as, you know, um, an ACL, Achilles, um, some type of like biceps tear, something like that where you physically can't get out there, anybody real- realistically could get out there and play. It's just how effective they're going to be. And that's where I think that comes down to Josh Allen. I don't believe he's going to be playing um, in week 10 against the Minnesota Vikings just because. Uh, a number of different things. A quarterback one, you're paying a quarter billion dollars to this guy. And I don't think you're going to hold him out as a precaution. The only time we see that happen is, um, at the end of the season, like when there's nothing to play for. Fine. Keep those guys out. They, they have a track record doing that. Uh, Ian Rappaport has said on his uh, podcast that he has a tiny tear in there. That suggests that there's at least a grade two in there. Um, no more than a grade two because of grade three that we'd say that, hey, that's a full blown, rupture seasons over blah 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 we don't see that in football to begin with at least from the quarterback position so uh if it was a grade one which it could be uh we would see more of the microscopic tearing it would be more mild and he'd probably better play through it more of a pain thing but there might be some type of instability in there with a grade two even a minor grade two when they say tiny tear that's still some type of partial tearing that they could see on the imaging and if he were to try to play through that he'd probably be okay in the first half um, but when he starts getting hit when he starts trying to throw deep when he starts really trying to um throw ahead guys those anticipatory throws or if the defensive uh, line is really hacking at his arm and or hitting him again that's where you are going to see the problems uh, come in there so as a result he's going to ha- start having difficulties with his grip strength because the ulnar nerve goes up along there and the team was looking at that as a possible uh concern and then he's just got to lose range of motion because things are going to get swelling you can get angry in there and I don't want to see him start reverting to his legs in order to move the ball. Like he's he's deadly in the pocket too. Let's let's use all the tools available to him. So if this was the playoffs, I'd sure as hell hope he'd get out there and try to play in. Uh, but week ten against an NFC opponent, why bother? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Is it, is it one of those things like with a grade two tear, can it be downgraded or healed to a grade one tear after a week? or does it take several weeks, or like, what's the next step? Because if he's at that level now, we just need to get him to the next stage, and I guess that would be like recovering to a grade one tear. Does that make sense? I mean, is that logically? Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, every every tissue in the body heals to some extent. Now, depending on the blood flow, um, what that tissue is, uh, some heal up really fast, uh, some take a long time to heal up. It just really depends on where in the body it, it is there. So, um, when we're talking ligaments, so generally grade one, you know, zero to two weeks. Um, sometimes a little bit more, depending on the body part. Then you look at grade two, you're looking, you know, four to six weeks, and then grade three, you're looking, you know, potentially surgery, other things like that. There. So I, I'm looking more in that four to six week where there's some uh, significant problems, um, at least from a healing standpoint that's going like to heal up quickly. Will he get better in a week? Yes, from the initial injury, but will he be enough to play in? josh allen football no um i'm sure he's getting prp injections i'm sure he's getting any type of therapeutic modalities hit and help manage the swelling because that is by his way to help the healing process is to create the inflammatory response but we don't want that in there so much that it's his range of motion ability to grip the football the strength with that um he's getting everything available to him i mean he's he's they have that great training facility. He's going to do every can that may help shave off a little bit of time. But still, you need that time to heal up. It's not like you can say, "Oh, well, you're Josh Allen. You're going to heal in two weeks because we tell you to." But you know, this Matt Barkley over here, good luck. You, you six weeks, and that—that's the best you're going to do. Like, it's everybody heals generally the same, give or take, you know, some variables. Well,
2: when it comes down to uh, like what we'll see from Josh, like you don't expect him to play this week like will do you think that what will lead up to it whether it's the week after or the week after that or the week after that or the week after that do you think we'll see him throwing at all that week or will it be literally like a game time decision like he hasn't even gone through warm ups like he's just gonna play today they've just just determined based on the swelling or inflammatory response or or whatever the way he's just gripping the ball or just whatever like he's ready to go or do you think there'll be a ramp up like okay he's throwing but this isn't the week for it's just not ready he's just not ready.
0: We'll see a ramp up here. We saw that with this 2018 injury. We see that with every other type of injury. Um, if you go back and look at the practice parts, I mean, I – dig through that stuff I, i've gotten a lot of the beat reports pretty well and the video is invaluable when it comes to that stuff we see how they start off on the side and then they start doing more team drills and they end up in the non-contact jersey then they end up in the regular jersey and then they start just doing more and more in practice like they they're not going to go from nothing 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 to all of a sudden playing there so we're not going to see josh allen do nothing 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 all of a sudden go out and throw 50 passes in a game it's going to be You know, I don't think he throws it all this week. I think he's just trying to heal. Next week, you might see him start trying to do some things, you know, give a little taste of what's going on there. You know, maybe a few 10, 20 yard throws, but we're not seeing him unleash everything. Um, and then because of all that, you see having to load the tissue back up slowly. You can't just, you know, on and off switch. It's just not instantaneous with this stuff. And I think that's where some people think that, Hey, he can play through this he can, but then you're going to, to make things linger. And then suddenly a two or three week injury turns into six to eight because you never really give it the time to rest up. And we see that with guys all the time. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's perfect example. His, his broken ribs back in 2011, he never really had time to rest up. He, he battled through that. We've heard that multiple other times with guys. They never quite got healthy, the high ankle sprains and whatnot. So we'll probably see him start ramping up. People are get real excited, you know, for that Browns game. And then, the only reason I think he's going to miss a third game is because that short week going into Thanksgiving. Is that enough ramp-up time to say, hey, you're throwing, you're doing better, you're fine. Is that going to be enough time to really ramp up to say you're ready on a short week on Thursday where you say, hey, give you the three weeks off, give you 20-plus days to get right, and then you play against the New England Patriots in a uh, pretty much a must-win game at that point?
2: Yeah, you know, this kind of reminds me of... Tredavious White what he's going through now I mean there's been several different weeks where you're like is he going to play is he not because he's been ramping up ever since he got activated off the pup you're like okay he's in a red non-contact you're like okay well, now, he's, now he's actually practicing oh it's going to be a- no it's not this week you know um, I could see something happening similarly for Josh Allen where we see okay he's thrown off this side like uh, is, he, is he no 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 okay okay, okay. we'll wait for so, so this is this is interesting you know it's, it's something we're definitely going to have to you know keep our eyes on but like it sounds like from what you're saying like the way social media is and i think this is just you know the way that we're we've been ingrained as bills fans to um look at things sometimes in a less optimistic light because of the type of fanhood that we've had throughout the years i mean this is the year that we're supposed to go to the super bowl so wouldn't it make sense that like you know the injury bug has hit us this hard we lose josh allen you know stuff like that um is there any message that you have for Bills fans to, like, you know, just just calm down, just, like, pump the brakes a little bit, just settle down, like, let's let's take it, you know, one week at a time, like, let's not go nuts, like, the season's not lost. I mean, do you ever feel that way when you read this on Twitter or social media, or, like, when people give you feedback about your articles on bangedupbills.com?
0: Uh, there's definitely an uh, information overload. It has been. Um, it's just, I, I know... People naturally worry. I mean, I I worry about things. Worrying doesn't get you anywhere, though. I mean, I I think it's... Worrying shows you care, but nothing nothing that you do on social media is going to impact the Bills' decision. They're not reading their stuff. I, I guarantee you they're not reading my stuff and Say, hey, man, that Kyle, he knows what he's doing. We're going to take – if they're taking my advice, hey, Grant, I'll give them their, my advice, but, I mean, those guys are way more qualified than I am um, and a lot more experienced. So that's why I – whenever I see what they're doing, I trust their judgment. But I know a lot of people worry they're looking for some type of positive um, sliver of information says, hey, he's going to play, he's not going to play. But – I, can can you pick me a better three slate of games that you can miss that's gonna minimally impact your season? I mean, you got two NFC opponents, you got um, a not so good AFC opponent. If this happened at the beginning of the season, with that how that, that early stretch of schedule was, that'd have been awful. If that even happened against Kansas City, Green Bay, that'd been awful. Like, I'm not saying that there's a sweet spot in the schedule, but like if you have the opportunity to play this guy or er, excuse me, rest the guy in order to play later on. Why not? God forbid this happens in week 16, and then suddenly you're trying to limp a Josh Allen in there. Hopefully you give him enough rest to play in, you know, the divisional round game. Like, that'd be horrible. I, I'll i take it in early November 10 to 10 times rather than, um, maybe other than early in the season, because sometimes a s- or slow start in the early season can lead to other problems there. So, uh it's not a perfect time for injury, but this is a pretty darn good time for an injury such as this, if you have to be the optimistic person.
2: Yeah, yeah, I prefer the optimistic person. I do, <laughs> I do when it comes down. It. It's, it's rare, but it's rare that we get that, so I appreciate that insight, Kyle. Well, well you mentioned earlier, like... If, if he could play, reasonably play, like the coaching staff, you'd have no doubt that the coaching staff would actually play him. If, I mean, if he could do it from a healthy standpoint and it wouldn't compound the injury. I mean, I think that's something that, like, I I think I need to hear as as a fan, and I think a lot of fans need to hear, like, like when uh, Tredavious White was held out, or like this last week, like, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, and they're like, well, it's just the Jets. Like, in your opinion, based on what you just said, like, you don't think that's ever the case. They don't overlook an opponent and, and like, well, let's give this guy another week. Like, it's only the Jets. Like, if they can play, they will have them out there. Correct?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I, I know there's was that thing about Jordan Poyer saying that he could have played, um, but didn't against the Steelers. Of course, we know now he had a you know uh, the cracked ribs and the pneumothorax. Like, he could have played, but it still would have been really difficult for him to do that in hindsight. But they're not going to get a guy out there who's not going to perform. Or, um We've seen guys who are active but don't play because, you know, they just need a body just in case. Excuse me. So it just is what it is with that. Um, they're not going to force the guy out there because they, they want to win. They're looking at the the big picture. They've worked too hard in building this roster to make a short-sighted decision and get him out there too soon
2: yeah yeah absolutely so definitely appreciate your thoughts on josh allen was kind of hoping that you'd be like yeah he's gonna play he's gonna practice full he's gonna have a full practice tomorrow night don't worry <laughs> and we're we're uh recording this thursday night so literally anything could change but i mean i definitely appreciate you know that that input as far as what we know now and what we've been told and like you said your extensive research as far as the beat reporters and everything going
1: on another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
2: Uh, we are joined by Kyle Trimble of bangedupbills.com. Um, this, we're, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Um Kyle, there is a, a litany of injuries going on right now uh, for the Buffalo Bills besides Josh Allen. The most important one always being Josh Allen, but you can't discount the importance of other players on the field as we saw last week. Um, I think... Particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, the offense wasn't great, but like the defensive side of the ball, just trying to tackle and get guys out, it feels like. I mean, let me know what you think about this, because I, I know you watch the game. I know you're a Bills fan. I know you like to analyze them as well as I do. Um, like, they could have used a Jordan Poyer. They could have used a Matt Milano. They could have used Greg Rousseau half of the game, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't like to make excuses for injuries, but I mean. Bills did a good job of holding the Jets to only or 20 points with those guys, but they could have used a little bit more tackling. Um, <clears throat> is that kind of the the gist of, of what you saw in uh, in that Jets game last week?
0: Yeah, you see the injuries start to compound on each other, and it's like, okay, we're missing this guy. That's fine. We'll, we'll survive. And then eventually you start missing too many of the core pieces, and you just – eventually it's like, whoa, maybe we can't do this or we're not going to be as effective. Um, I know people are like, oh, the injuries aren't an excuse – We've seen plenty of teams go on to do great things in, in the NFL, whether it's regular season or postseason or whatnot. I could think of Tennessee last year; they were beat to smithereens. I think they—I can't remember how the stat was. I, it, I think the number was like ninety-one, ninety-two. Whereas I think they used ninety different players on their roster because of injury reserve and everything else like that. And like if you factor in, you know, fifty-three players on a roster, I think they—they. They, you know, not quite doubled it, but came pretty close to that. So and they still gathered they gave, got the number one seed. Uh, the Patriots, I remember, doing the Super Bowl runs, they've had a ton of injuries. You go back on Pro Football Reference, and you just see red injury reserve all over the place. Um, Philadelphia, I think, when they won this Super Bowl, they had a ton of injuries. So sometimes it's just attrition, and keep trying to move forward with this here. It's unfortunate the Bills are dealing with that, but once again, it just get the guys out there, get them healthy, make sure they can do what they need to do. But... Um, Sometimes these games happen. I'd rather have them happen the regular season when it doesn't have as much impact rather than the postseason where we saw that with the AFC Championship game. Our guys just came in so beat and battered into a away stadium. They just couldn't overtake the Chiefs to make that final jump into the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, definitely. So let's so let's start off on the offensive. Let's stick with the offensive side of the ball. Um, we have uh, right tackle Spencer Brown. He was limited uh, and Wednesday and Thursday. He was a full practice. Um, we really missed him this last week. I'm not saying Spencer Brown is an All Pro or Pro Bowl level right tackle, but in my opinion, he's much better than David Questenberry. We need him back. Like, um, and I and I've never like loved Spencer Brown, but I really like him a lot. I think he's got young potential. Um, do you think it seems like he's a full practice on Thursday? Like we expect him to to, to be a full go on Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He had uh, suffered the right ankle injury uh, due to friendly fire in week six against the Chiefs. Then they had the bye, and then he just wasn't looking very good coming off um, the bye in practice and whatnot. And so he's, he's missed um, week uh, eight, and then even last week he really wasn't looking good in practice, pushing off the ankle. Um, so he missed week nine, and then he looked a lot better in practice this week. It's still not 100%, but it's close enough to where he can actually go and play and it'll be fortunate that he can go because David Quessenberry should also play with a groin injury he had suffered on that same play that Josh Allen suffered his injury. Um, I give credit to Thad Brown on that one of um, Rochester News Eight because he he pointed that out and, and showed me there. So I do thank him for that. But um, even both of them are banged up. At least he have some depth at the position because frankly I want Spencer Brown, David Quessenberry out there more so than Bobby Hart.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. It was David Questenberry's guy that he was blocking that caused the injury, if I'm not mistaken, from the right-hand side.
0: Yeah, right? that was. was yeah. Huff,
2: Bryce Hoffer. Yep. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So that would make sense. He got injured on the play, and then Josh got injured, so great. <laughs> um, let's go on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds has been... Uh, did not practice for wednesday thursday um i mean how did i mean did you see that i didn't know he was out of the he didn't leave the game no at any point
0: 100%. He? he was 100 of the snaps and that's how it was for when he has hamstring that he missed early in the season 100 percent snaps he was limited all week um i would imagine the groins a little more significant um could have happened knowing the offense was on the field at the very end you gotta wonder when this thing happened. Um I assume sometime in the end of the end of the game there. But that's the same thing with the Milano injury too. He uh played hundred percent snaps and then didn't play the next week there. So it's hard to identify when that happened, but we know those scoring injuries can linger. Um sometimes they are core muscle injuries that present in scoring injuries too, so you better let the things get rest and rehab in order to make sure they can do lateral movements, you know, jumping forward, doing all the things you need to do as a linebacker.
2: So do you, I mean, at this point, do you expect him to play on Sunday? Uh,
0: Not right now. Um, Do not participate. It's usually two. Sometimes we see DMP, DMP, and then limited, and they play. Uh, I see that for veteran players. Um, I'll tell you, Taiwan Jones is the exception to every rule that they have for (laughs) practice participation um, uh, designations. In fact, it's actually worth noting he's not on the injury report this week he's been dealing with a knee injury but that's besides the point so usually there's some patterns with that I if you know you're getting Milano back I would say sit down let rest this one up Tremaine you got uh, Tyrell Dodson that can play in there um, he's, he's done an admiral job when um, uh, when Edmonds was out I was trying to think if he subbed for Milano at some point there too uh, but you have depth of the position it's not it's not the greatest depth, but it's serviceable, and that's what you need when you're in a uh, needing him for one game.
2: So, I mean, speaking of Matt Milano, Matt Milano went from a limited practice on Wednesday to a full practice on Thursday. You expect him to be ready for Sunday's game, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was expecting him to miss about a week, and that's what we see a lot of soft tissue, just taking that week to get off there. Uh, sometimes they, they are a little bit more, but the obliques, we don't have a ton of history with them, at least from the Bills. Not a ton of research out there I've seen, but I expected a week, and that's what we're seeing. Which is
2: always tough because it's a, an oblique injury, but you'd never know the severity of it, and it all depends on the person, right? It's so, some of this, it's funny because I'm asking you some concrete questions, but at the same time, I mean, everything's so, you know, so everything, there's so much nuance in all of this, right? Like, it's it's so hard to tell. Um, it, you really just have to pay attention to the injury report. I mean, that's all you can do, right?
0: There's a lot of pattern recognition. That, that's what you do in healthcare. I mean, you look for patterns, you look for trends, you look for, um, okay, if you're feeling this, then are you looking for this? And that's how you kind of guide your your questioning. So I'm looking at the injury report. I'm looking at how people are presenting when they get injured on in the field. So you can't be right all the time. You can have the person right in front of you and still get the diagnosis wrong or your interventions or what you want to do. So it's, it's an art not a science uh and
2: sometimes and plus sometimes i mean we, we we don't like to think about this as fans but i mean they're humans they have setbacks it's not always like everything is oh gravy, and all of a sudden you know they're walking and something else gets to, or whatever you yeah. know i mean this it's i mean th- it's it's not an exact science that we're not robots right yeah. um you know th- so this is an interesting question I, I love your input for it because you're not only you know uh you know a pt uh, you, you have the the bill side of it as a fan um we're going to get Matt Milano back. We're, we're most likely won't have Tremaine Edmonds. In my opinion, uh, I like Tremaine Edmonds a lot, but I love Matt Milano. Matt Milano is my guy. And I think, I think all of Bill's mafia is always liked him, but I feel like they've never missed him more than like when he has been playing this year, uh, which has been rare, but like, uh, You just mentioned Tyrell Dotson when the Bills had Tyrell Dotson playing in for uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I believe it was against the Steelers when they beat them thirty-eight to three. It was Mm -hmm. one of those games. Um, I mean, seventy percent. Like, let's say Tyrell Dotson is seventy percent of Tremaine Edmonds. Like at that point, like I'll take that because Tyrell Bernard is not seventy percent of Matt Milano at this point, and that's not a, a knock against Tyrell Bernard. He's a rookie. He's raw. Um, he Matt Milano is just another level of linebacker that we haven't had as Bills fans, in my opinion, since like Tacillo Spikes or London Fletcher. Do you get that feeling at all, like watching yeah. them play? Yeah. do you have They're, the same analysis?
0: Yeah, I, I can I I don't disagree with you, I'll tell you that. Um I know a lot of the the, the how they've kind of exploded this year is from what I've seen and, and read and whatnot there, is more or less the defensive line giving the pressure and, and cleaning up everything so they can do what they need to do. They're not Taking on those blocks that prevent them from getting their job done. We're seeing the benefits of building up that defensive line so that the rest of the, uh, the linebacking core and the secondary can do their job more effectively.
2: Yeah, and I've always kind of uh, like used this analogy of, you know, we wanted to see if Josh Allen was the franchise quarterback. And it's like, well, let's give him a weapon. Let's actually give him a Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver, one to deal with, and let's see if he. And he did, and he took it with it, and he ran, and he's proven to us every game since then that he's he's a franchise quarterback. Like I thought the same thing with Tremaine Edmonds this year is like, hey, like let's put the best defensive line he's ever had in front of him, keep him clean. Um, I was talking with Anthony um from Cover One about this, and he's like, man, he's like, you ever see, you know, a uh, highlight reel uh, uh plays from Ray Lewis? It's because he's being kept so clean at that level that, like, he can run sideline to sideline and just tackle guys. You never see him shedding blockers and taking down the. It's like you know that now. Finally, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano have that, and I think Tremaine Edmonds has gone with it, but I think I think Matt Milano's taken it also to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. I'm really excited that we're getting Matt Milano back. Now let's go into. Uh, Let's go into Greg Rousseau first. Let's go, and then we'll go into Poyer. Greg Rousseau, who started the first part of that game, I thought he looked good. Um, I thought he's, in fact, it feels like he's having a really good year um, in general. I think I think a lot of that has to do with you know his development, but also having Von Miller on the other side of him definitely helps. Um, he's been uh he did not participate in practice Wednesday and Thursday. Um this almost feels like they're going to hold him out on this game unless we unless we see anything else from the ankle. I mean he didn't finish that game. He was out immediately. So um is that kind of the uh, the implication or that where you see this his playing uh, ability come se- Sunday?
0: Uh he's going to be out. The team is designated as week to week and rarely do we see guys say week to week and then play the next game. Like once again Day-to-day, week-to-week is not an exact science, but there are some trends with that stuff. Um, But they even came out and said high ankle sprain. It did fit the uh, mechanism of injury on the film. Uh, What happened was late in the second quarter, uh, Tyler Conklin, the the Jets tight end, I can't tell if he fell over or kind of tried to hit him low, but he caught the outside of him, got in that dorsiflexion, eversion mechanism, pinned the ankle to the ground. Um, Edmonds got back up – or not Edmonds. Uh, Rousseau got back up and continued playing for, I think, about five or six more plays. But he was struggling. He was limping around, finally motion to come out, got the ankle taped up, and then just did not return. So um, I'm probably looking at about three games for him to be missing because we've seen that with Jay Kumro, saw it with Ed Oliver. Um, I, I don't know that they want to do an IR candidate unless it was really severe. But the fact they're saying um, – that he, he's week to week and they haven't made that designation already suggests they're going to keep him at that three weeks and try to get him back sooner than being locked in at that four game uh, restriction. So, um, it's unfortunate, but even the side he does play on, uh, he pushes off that, that ankle a whole lot, so he's not going to get a real good, you know, jump off the line, even if he did try to play through it.
2: Do you think that this is an area where the Bills, Defensive line depth will truly be tested now without him. With AJ Minassa, Boogie Basham, like, is this going to be? Uh, I mean, I I want to say I know it's a downgrade because I really like Greg Rousseau. I think he's having a good season, but is this a chance for one of them to step up and prove that they're they're really good depth piece that that can be counted on in 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 in, in uh, Rousseau's absence?
0: I would think so. Um, I can see the Bills also bringing up Mike Love to um, give some depth to that. He's been in the system since, I think, 2018. I think he's played in three games total. But the guy knows the defense, and he can get out there. And we saw how well he did in the preseason. So even gets, gets a call-up for Rousseau. Um, I think cause they get three call-ups this year, um, two or three. Anyway, they have a game plan, and this allows Epinesa, your Boogie bashram, Shaq Lass, and all those guys to get up and say, hey, I get to play opposite of Vaughn Miller. Let's see what I can do and show why I maybe should be up here instead of Russo or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, great. Great. Now, now, actually, I, I have two people. I was going to talk to you about Poyer, but let's talk about cornerback Kyer Elam right now. Um, he was limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. Ankle injury. Um, do you expect him to, to suit up on Sunday?
0: He's an iffy because he was moving around all right in practice. I saw him jumping around and whatnot. And how he injured his ankle—it was the left side. This happened on the Garrett Wilson fumble recovery. He fumbled his own ball, recovered it, and Elon was trying to slow down. And by video, it looked like he tweaked his ankle trying to slow down, like he had an inversion ankle sprain. Um, it almost looks like he jammed it though, too, trying to slow down so suddenly. Um, you gotta wonder if maybe there's not some but, of a, you know minor bone contusion or something in there, and then he tries practice on Wednesday, gets that thing all angry, and said, "Hey, let's let's shut you down there." So. Um, he's a big iffy for me. I want to see what he does on Friday, but if he get got things angry, shut him down, give him a week off, you got Trey White coming back in. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good one-for-one. One. That's not even a one-for-one. One. That's like a, a two-for-one special at that point. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, I just want to make sure, like, Travis White is definitely coming back. Like, this is the last possible week he has to not, not like, be active, right? Like, I mean, all signs <sighs> point to him playing Sunday. I they can't make him he's he's on the active roster
0: he's on the active roster so they can there's no restrictions on anything they're doing like he's been activated from pop um so they can they could have him sit out every game they want to make a healthy scratch if they wanted to but like at some point it's like okay what are you waiting for and i think (laughs) that um if they uh, say they have to cut anybody i think if they don't have to reduce anybody's playing time um artificially that they don't have to and I think that's a nice you know transition to say hey Elam's gonna be out let's give him a rest there let's get White built back in there and then we can still have depth around you but while not cutting into a rookie's development
2: yeah yeah I mean this is I mean if Kyrie Elam does not play I mean that would be a perfect time obviously to have Tredavious White just in case you were on the fence like hey let's yeah let's not put Dane Jackson Christian Benford even though you know they have started in the past like let's like yeah or at least I don't know at least finally get Tredavis White some reps. I mean, geez, he hasn't even he hasn't seen the field. Like, at yeah. least let him play, like, some... I mean, if, if you're... Okay, okay. So you're dealing with a guy who's coming off a, a, a torn ACL. Um, if you were trying to ease him into the game and not have him play 100% of the snaps, would you rather him play obvious rundowns or obvious passing downs if he had to choose what might be better or what, what might be less... Le- or does it even matter? Does it...
0: It, it it's a good question um, it's a real good question my concern is the rundowns you're trying to slow you're trying to stop suddenly change direction and, and catch guys but then also the passing you're jumping up you're, you're cutting across the field there's a lot of different things uh my initial thing is rundowns, just because I think you can control it more and you can kind of react a little bit easier. Whereas you're going more muscle memory and reacting what the wide receiver does, and that reaction time is going to be a little bit decreased um, in the passing game. And how, how I interpret it a little bit, but I think he's going to be seeing more what's going on with the running game than trying to react naturally in the passing game.
2: Okay, interesting. Interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and let's go into Jordan Poyer. I mean, he had that elbow injury. If you haven't seen the picture of it, I mean, the guy looks like he's got a club on his elbow or something. It's it's so swollen. Um, he has not participated at all this week in practice. Uh, I mean, it feels like he's not going to play this this Sunday. Is that kind of is that kind of your your opinion?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, he he's walking working without the brace on, which is cool. Um, he doesn't have the compression sleeve on there, but that thing looks angry and it i mean the first thing i thought of when i saw john scott post that video i mean i had so many people tag me in that on twitter but (laughs) i first thing i thought was bruce smith the way his his elbows looked i think last year this year at uh, training camp it just didn't look pretty um but he said poyer said that it was a different injury from training camp and i believe him when he says that but there might be other damage in there um you know there's the ulnar nerve, like they talked about with Josh Allen. That's obviously the same anatomical structure that you're going to see in Jordan Poyer. I don't know that's necessarily the case. But then you have all your flexor tendons in there. And then you also have your, your biceps tendon, which I don't believe he injured the biceps tendon. But you got to wonder if maybe he didn't injure some of the flexor tendons in there because um, he wasn't moving that that elbow too much when he was running. Like he was trying to keep it real stiff. And I'm sure the swelling in there was preventing him from getting full flexion, full extension. And then, you know, is that going to affect his grip strength? Is he going to be able to even catch a football or, or wrap up a guy effectively? Based on what I was seeing on video, I'm thinking there's there's no way, you know, that they're using the day-to-day uh, very liberally, but that's their prerogative to do what they want to do. So keep him out another week, and I think it might just trying to buy time, get him out there, and just see if that, that, that elbow is going to calm down enough to where maybe you can get him out there at least 70% and, you know, keep him moving along. I mean,
2: Jordan Poyer has just been a soldier this season, especially with the injuries he sustained in training camp. He had that collapse long just a few weeks ago where he couldn't ride on the team plane, but he still found a way to get to the game and play um you know how you watch this from a rehab perspective from a guy who's battling through injuries who's coming back whenever he can um, how much is it like to admire from? Healthcare perspective, or from someone that's helped, you know, people through rehab. And then, like, does that affect your own opinion of should they do anything they can to find a way to, you know, re sign this guy for at least one year or two years or whatever?
0: You could see. You can see why he was trying to get a contract extension so signed in the preseason. I mean, this is exactly the worst fears. That's why you get Drew Rosenhaus to uh, negotiate on your behalf so you can get the money you need in case of events such as this here. Uh, I'm sure in the negotiating table, they're going to say, hey, you're beat up. You missed X number of games. You did this and that. You're losing a step. You didn't get all pro or whatever that happens in the season. So they're going to use it all against them. And so like, I don't blame him one bit for getting out there. But I mean, he's shown he's one of the heart the heart and soul of the team. He's out with Kyle Williams. We've seen the other guys throughout the years where they're just, if they're not in the locker room, you're missing a piece of that. So I want to see him come back because I, he, he proves that he wants to be out there and play because he could just be like, hey, I'm good. I'm going to get surgery for this. I'm going to sit out and do this. I'm going to save my body for you know, free agency. And he could have done that, but he knows that this is probably one of his last shots to get in the Super Bowl because as far as I know, he's never even played in the Super Bowl. Um, so it's like to get have a chance to play in there he's not gonna um, he's gonna risk I don't want to say life and limb though. he kind of almost did with the pneumothorax but he's gonna do whatever he can to at least try to give him the opportunity because if he wins Super Bowl then he cashes in I think that's gonna help his cause later on with bills or someone else
2: yeah you, you know I it's so hard to see them finding a way to make room and I know that the, the cap isn't real and there's always way to to find uh, money in the banana stand right and I'm just hoping that they somehow find a way for—he's just one of those—I was on the fence in the beginning of the season like, you know, well, I know he's really good. I know he's really good, um, but maybe he's a little bit, you know, older and does he deserve the next contract? Hey, if the Bills can find a way to sign him to a one-year contract or a two-year extension or whatever the case is and, and, and find a way to make him a part of this team. I mean, you saw how important he was without Micah Hyde being there and how how much he's missed when he's not on the field. Um, not that you know Jaquan Johnson, Demar Hamlin can't be him. I mean, they're just they're just not at his level yet. Um, if they ever will be, uh, I think that that much is clear. Um, so the Bills are six and two right now, going into the Vikings, uh, going to play the Vikings in Orchard Park. They're in Buffalo uh, this next week. Um, the Bills opened up, I believe, we were nine and a half point favorites. I think the it's moved down to three and a half point. Um, man, like this this game is so hard. To tell, like I mean, we suspect Case Keenum is playing. So, is this a revenge game for Case Keenum or what? I mean, he's played for, Case Keenum played for like ten different teams, so like he could have ten different revenge games. Maybe that doesn't matter, uh, but he is playing with Stephon Diggs again. I mean, I, I wasn't really encouraged with Case Keenum's performance in the preseason, but I will have this caveat: when he was playing with the first team. For the limited reps that he did, he looked much better than he did with the second team, and that makes a huge difference. We all know that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on this game coming up? Do you think the Bills come away with a win? Uh, Are you are you as down on the season as a lot of Bills fans? you mentioned like you know a lot of Bills fans right now like this guy's falling of course we just lost the Jets that you know they're 0 2 in the division you know that Josh Allen's injured like they're going to lose this game i could see them pulling this one out i'm trying not to be too optimistic but i could see them doing it what, what do you what do you think of when you, when you think of this this next week game and, and do you see the Bills coming away with a win
0: i guess you absolutely see the Bills coming away with a win i mean this team's too deep and talented all everywhere else you shouldn't be removing one player and suddenly your whole team falls apart i mean there's so much other talent on the team um are you gonna put it 40 points no but 21 to 20 you know 17 16 i don't care how you get there a w is a w so like find a way and they, they've used that that uh mantra in the past with the bills there so i can definitely see him winning um i <clears throat> i know a lot of people have said the vikings are not a real seven one team. Cause they've played a lot of backup quarterbacks and they've had the benefit of whatever, but they still got the wins that they need to, to be in the position that they're in. So, uh, you can't count the bills out. I mean, you lose barely to the dolphins with everything happened with that. Just, you know, like they're, they're not getting blown out by teams. That's the one thing we've seen this year that we're not seeing that We saw in previous years, we'd have some real bad games where guys are just getting just demolished, you know, on the bills side this year. It's like, it's coming out in last play and, You gotta play your best ball in order to beat the Bills. So I expect that same thing to be happening come Sunday. Yeah,
2: you know, I, I, I kind of see it the way you do. Um, you know, you also have the Vikings coming off, coming to Orchard Park as opposed to the other way around. They're not going to be in a dome. I mean, that helps the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, Cover One put up some a really cool graphic um, on Instagram about, you know, th- where the Bills uh, finish offensively and defensively in DVOA, which is basically you know, it's, it takes rankings into account, but it also takes into like the level of play that you've played against. And, you know, Buffalo Bills are basically top 5 top 6 in offensive and defensive rankings and then you have the Vikings who are like you know 11 to 20 in all of these rankings. So yeah, they might not be as good as their record has shown so far. I mean, they give them credit. They've won, man, like you know, just like the Jets or just like anyone else who you didn't think was necessarily a contender at the beginning of the season, man. They they've won them. Um but I think this is to your point. This is this is a bigger test than I think what they're used to even with Uh, Josh Allen being out and you know what this is going to be a huge test for Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey has never had to game plan uh, put a game plan around uh, a quarterback not named Josh Allen so I think I think you know minus last game I think he's had a really good season so far uh, game planning for for Josh or for the offense for the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be his biggest test and I think he kind of looks forward to these kinds of tests. Um, I think he's working around it and i think he's you know been uh in depth into You know what his quarterbacks are good and bad at, and I think he's going to tailor. I could see. I guess. I guess when I look back at it like Brian Dable, I feel like was just like this is what we're going to do this game, you know, and and only if it's terrible, maybe we'll change it. Like maybe, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, I don't think Ken Dorsey's that way. I think he's going to go with a game plan, and if it sucks and it doesn't do well, like let's change it up. Let's not do that for a while. So, so I feel really confident, uh, especially after talking with you about it (laughs) and all the players that we're going to hopefully get back that we did not have last week. At our disposal, um, Kyle. This is. Oh, it's always. First of all, it's always good to talk to you. Um, it's. It's a shame we don't do it as much. Um, but um, I appreciate the heck out of you making the time um, this week on a short week when you're so busy. Um, where can people find all your work on your website, on social media, everything you do?
0: Well, I enjoy talking with you too, Nate. We go back a few years. You helped get me with Buffalo rumblings and you know it's like. I, those relationships are important so like when you get when you reach out when other uh places that i've, I've worked with in the past reach out i try to make that happen i think that's really important there so um in order to find what i do uh you can go to bang dot com. you can find me on uh, twitter reddit instagram facebook at bang bills you can find um you know some other content i do weekly video reviews for afc east at cover one uh i as Injuries and things like that pop up. I do some stuff for Buffalo Rumblings, uh, more special stuff. Uh, I do a weekly appearance on Locked On Bills, Gridiron Heroics, and Buffalo Late Night, and then I'm making the podcast rounds here this week. So um, <laughs> if you can't find me, I, I don't know. You're not looking hard enough, I guess.
2: <laughs> well, you've definitely made the rounds. I appreciate you making one of the stops here, Kyle. You're the man. Like I said again, and uh, and thanks again, man. Go Bills. Go Bills. Thank you, guys, all for listening uh, to this episode. We're going to do a Twitter Space a little bit later than normal, um, after the one o'clock game, probably closer to seven thirty or so Eastern Time for our Twitter Space um, call-in fan reaction episode. So catch us there. This episode again is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. So for me, Nate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of days.
1: Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, hey it's the Buffalo Bills, ay Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us no. Number one, no one on top uh. of us What they gonna do in Matt Malone? Coming with the blitz off the edge Don't you throw it in the air Cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept Von uh, Miller getting double team, Now the team getting easy sacks Russo with the double moves Coming straight for the quarterback uh, Take him down, take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines And the crowd going crazy Mafia, it's our time Josh Allen, it's your time It's the Mafia, yeah Sunday, one Bill's dry. Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo is the mafia. 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 Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, it's the Mafia. Uh-huh. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, hey It's the Buffalo Bills, hey Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen looking down the field. No one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock. 70 yards, will it be called? Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder down the field, past the whole roster. That step digs, make it so easy. Touchdown, my field rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bass kick, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin A. Cook, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping That's us? Me. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us?
0: No one.